It's the final word daily. Adam Collins and Cam Ponsonby. Day two at Vizag, India versus England for Westfield, London. Westfield, Stratford City, more extra, less ordinary. Cam at the ground, sum up everything, but especially Jasper Brummer's six for in 30 seconds. It was Jasper Brummer's day. It was Jasper Brummer's world. Six for 45, tears England apart. They fall from 114 for one to 253 all out. After day two in Hyderabad, India were 175 runs ahead. After day two in Vizag, they're 171 runs ahead. So, surprise, actually it's England in the box seat. You idiots, they've done it to you again. England are going to win. No, absolutely fantastic performance by Bumrah. It was India throughout. Jaiswal scored his 200 in the morning. Bumrah dominated the afternoon and Jaiswal walked off unbeaten at the end, having batted for another four overs with Rohit Sharma at the end. India's day, India's match. We've been here before, but this time, this time they'll win it, I think. Yeah, this time it's different because when Australia, Australia, England were 190 behind on the first innings at Hyderabad, they had the ability to turn it into a fourth innings, first innings kind of game yeah. because they batted first. It's different when you're chasing it and batting fourth, even if Zach Crawley then in the post game has said, as you'd expect him to do, we'll chase anything. Doesn't matter what they set us, we'll chase it down. But um, the degree of difficulty is dramatically higher. So India, after being bowled out for 396, adding 60 runs to their overnight tally. England taking four wickets and doing a great job. Anderson, three. Chaub on debut, three. And Ray and Ahmed, three as well. Uh, England all out for 253. Boomerah, six for 45, including his 150th test wicket. Um, let's start there. I mean, the incision was made by Akshar Patel. It was going pretty well for England to that point. A stand yeah. of 59 for the first wicket and 40-something for the second wicket. They were scoring at a decent clip, doing what England do, putting pressure on early on onto the fielding team. But after Akshar gets Crawley, and that's worth revisiting, it's just all boomerang. Cam, give me your perspective first. I find it really interesting watching kind of spells of fast bowling where a spell starts and you go, oh, oh this is good. And then it kind of turns and people start to realise they're witnessing something special. And that happened or that, that kind of excitement mm. that there was about to be an event, a sporting event that was about to occur in front of people's eyes was when the wicket fell, the second wicket fell, and Mukesh Kumar got pulled after having only bowled one over, and they, India brought Jasprit Brummer back on specifically to bowl at Joe Root. Whether it was just because it was Joe Root or they had the feeling that the ball was about to reverse, and mm. if it's a ball is going to reverse, you want Jasprit Brummer, who knows? We'll never know. But he just he he both outthought batters and outmuscled them. So Joe Root. I think it's incredibly easy to say, oh, he's kind of dragged, he's, he's followed one outside of his off stump. But the fact of the matter is, he didn't know which way it was going. Boomer's bowling high pace, swinging it both ways. You're going you're gonna to follow one with your hands because you're not sure if it's going to be the one that swings back in. But the absolute star of the show, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about it on a number of occasions, was his Yorker to Ollie Pope, which was just so spectacular. Middle and leg stump out of the ground. <laughs> it's where zing bells come into their own because there's just an explosion. It was lights flying up in the air, stumps hitting the deck. <laughs> Absolutely nothing Ollie Pope could do. And as you said, it stemmed from the Zach Crawley dismissal, who'd batted so beautifully for, I think, 76 or 78. And then Coach's Dream, Shrezaia, takes a wonderful catch, diving, the ball falling over the, over his, over the back of his head, over his mm. shoulder, diving. Fantastic catch. Catches win matches, see what a bit of magic in the field can do. Joe Root and um, Ollie Pope fall shortly thereafter. And all of a sudden, it's India's match. It looked like England were cruising. They're 100 for one. We were in the press box going like, what if they get 600? What if we're idiots again? 
and they just keep winning in different ways. No, wrong. Jasper Brimmer, good bowler. So Akshar gets that wicket with his third ball into the attack as well. So, yeah, they, they held him back, Rohit Sharma, until the 23rd over. But when he, when he got them back in the game, that was the time to bring Boomer back. So his first spell was uh, relatively untidy because, he, well, that's the way they play Crawley and Duckett early on. They attack when the field's up. But this goes down right alongside, I think, the spell he bowled at the Oval in 2021 to England to win that test match in the space of a session. I thought that was the best spell of fast bowling I've ever seen live. I mean, I wasn't there. You were. You had the privilege of being there. This has got to be right alongside it. It was the, the setup, the control, the precision, swinging it both ways, both conventionally and reverse, pace on, pace off the works. I mean, the setup to Joe Root, into the pads, into the pads, attacking the off stump on that angle. Root, understandably, very mindful of that, leaving a couple of balls alone just outside the line of the ball that eventually picked him up. Felt he had to play, didn't, but that's the... That's the mastery of Boomer being able to hoop it in, then shape it away. Then with Ollie Pope playing for a delivery that got Root caught behind, gets castled with one of the great Yorkers. I mean, when I grew up, the two great exponents of the Yorker, and there've been many across generations, but the ones when your kids always stick with you, Kirtley Ambrose, because of his height and his pace and the trajectory, and Waka Yunus due to the swing he used to get back to right-handers, and it looked so devastating, and they had no chance of keeping it out. Boomer does both at the same time. Not quite the height of Ambrose, but the release point being further ahead, he's on you so quickly with that unusual whippy action of his. And the swing of Waka Yunus at his best. So those two components com- combined is, um, it makes for an unplayable Yorker that we'll talk about and see replayed forever. And then sure enough, he goes back to the balls moving away from Bairstow, gets his edge after tea, and from there, England are in such a world of pain. The cherry on top is the ball to Stokes that gets through his defences. Stokes dropping his bat, crestfallen, Boomer's 150th test wicket, reminiscent of the way that Stokes dropped his bat on the turf at Lords in 2019 when he uh, saw an unplayable Yorker from Mitchell Stark. This was a different kind of delivery, but the same response from him. And once Stokes was gone, it was it was confirmed that India were going to bank this big first innings lead, 143, I think it was, by the time they, they changed innings. But yeah, Boomer, um, it, it's always been discussed since he burst onto the scene at test level in 2017, where he was sitting, he made such an impact straight away. These modern greats, Rabada, Cummins, Stark, for much of his career, and Boomer. And on days like today, the fact that he's got taking his wickets at 20.3 and a third of his te- test crickets played in India, um, his best figures in India, uh, when they're revisiting his wonderful career, they'll, they'll come back to days like today, which make him stand out, or at least stand with. Uh, Cummins and Rabada and probably above both of them if we're being honest. Yeah, he's a bowler who changes like the economics of a match. He changes the value of runs. But I think it's important to remember the context of where this day started or was that India had mucked up yesterday and then today when they got bowled out for under 400, mm. the, the story was India have mucked this up. They had an opportunity to bat England out the game. They failed. England now 100 for one. They've done it to you again. But as soon as Jesper Brimmer had the ball in his hands, then it became a story of, oh my God, they've got 400. That's miles away. It, it was a case of where are these runs are gonna come from. And there was a wonderful yeah. graphic that they put up on TV. So simple. They just got all of Boomer's wickets together from this match and last match. And they just drew an arrow of which way it was reversing. And it was like, this one went left, left. This one went right. <laughs> and you're like, it just, if you think about in reality, I think club cricket is kind of played in it's played north and east, does it make if that makes sense? So it's played on the front foot and it's played with people swinging the ball in one direction. 
international cricket is played north, south, east and west. So you can have you can bring someone forward, you can push them back and it's swinging it both ways. It's a degree of difficulty far beyond any of our what our mere mortals are able to comprehend. And Brummer just takes it into that kind of next reality where you have elite players missing the ball by miles because they're like, I don't know, this isn't like anything else I've faced before. As you mentioned, the release point being so far forward, it artificially creates a more a greater effective velocity. The ball swings in a way it's not they're not used to, they don't know how to react to. And the end result was England conceded a lead of 143. I think we'll then... Hmm. What I found interesting with Zach Crawley chatting just after play there is, I mean, he was basically saying the pitch is holding together much better than we anticipated, and so we will back ourselves to chase anything. Those words have a little bit less value to them when you've just been rolled, bolted out for 250. That would make more sense if you go like, oh, we got through it with 360 for seven, and even though we might concede a first innings lead, we'll back ourselves to chase anything. They're a long, long way back in this game. And that is kind of down to Jasper Brimmer. Yeah, that, that, that's it. All of that, that's right. It's uh, England. Look, the fact that England played the way they play, I'm repeating myself from Hyderabad here, by the way. Um, they get 253 on a day where they've ostensibly collapsed. The previous iteration of England, the, most teams around the world facing a spell like Boomer's today are probably all out 160 or something like that. They, yeah. they inflate their first inning score on account of the run rate they go at and when they make the most of the situation early on. They get a couple of partnerships and, and get away. And because of what they did with the ball this morning, when I grouped those great fast bowlers together, I left off James Anderson, mostly because I think of him as belonging to the previous generation. The fact that he's still going is um, yeah. a story of itself. But taking three for 47 from 25 overs here, three each uh, for Rayan and for Shaud, um, both so new to their test careers. And I think Shaud earned that third wicket this morning, having bowled so many overs. Jai as well, as well, earned the double hundred. He, he probably should have carried his bat. He was the ninth wicket to fall, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was such an impressive innings. 50, 53% of the runs of the completed innings says a fair bit about um, how dominant he was compared to his colleagues. But nevertheless, England finishing the job this morning with Anderson and co meant that they were in a position to, if they bat big and bat once, dictate terms. But yeah, as we've described before, Boomer wasn't going to allow that. Um, just want to come back to that you know, one last revisit to that um, Yorker to Ollie Pope. You know, the two stumps out of the ground. It'll be one of those images that, that follows Boomer's career, right? Like I said, we'll replay it forever. But you get like maybe two or three of those moments if you're a great fast bowler. And the fact that we were there to see one today when Pope was in prodigious form last week on the back of 196. I know he started slower today. And you could arguably point to the way Duckett got out on this front as well. I know Duckett... Mm makes 21 off 17, hits four boundaries, but he's out defending when he didn't play a single sweep shot. I don't know whether Duckett ended up playing the game he wanted to play, which might be a source of some frustration for him because he's talked about having his 10 sweep shots and the myriad reverses that he that he has and we've seen a little bit of uh, through the series last week at Hyderabad. But, um, you know, they talk a lot about failing the way they want to succeed. I'm not quite sure whether Duckett did that today, but I suppose I'm being harsh. I did get off to a brisk 59-run stand. But Kuldeep got into the game pretty much straight away. Two more wickets for him. We spoke about Kuldeep Yadav before the Test match, not playing a lot of red ball cricket, full stop. But he's got the chance. He's made it count. And in the end, he's actually outbowled Ashwin, who took none for 61. So Ashwin will have his say in the second innings, I'm sure. But um, Kuldeep into the game alongside Boomer, taking nine between them. Yeah, a few just anecdotes I've wanted to just riff off and get get out of my head. One, Bumrah, I thought I'd mentioned this earlier, he's played 34 test matches. He's only played six at home. 
which that that I, I didn't understand that I didn't understand how that was possible. I'm right. sure you can you can go through the list and someone will be able to explain to me properly where when he was injured and where he missed. But a bizarre statistical quirk. Ben Duckett, you mentioned there, now twice in these three matches, twice in the, twice in these two matches, three innings, he's been out uh, kind of prodding forward, which as you mentioned is absolutely not the way he kind of wanted to die. The whole thing is don't die wondering X Y Z, get your sweep shot out um, in the way that Oli Pope has. And yeah. Oli Pope once again, I will like. Ollie Pope, and he got 196. He played a generational in innings. I've said it before, I'll say it again. He is the best batter in the world who I never feel comfortable watching. His first 10 balls in all three innings on this tour have been terrible. They've been so awkward, so horrible. He got the reverse sweep out really early today again, missed it. And I remember having a conversation going back last week when he was on 70, and I turned to a mate and I went, is this good? Is, is this a good innings or is or is this bad? And we couldn't quite work, work it out. It turned into a wonderful innings. It turned into an absolutely fantastic innings. So I don't want to ever uh, make it sound like I was criticising Ollie Pope's Hyderabad 196. But I think we've kind of, we've probably maybe got a better snapshot of this series as a whole is that even with India's weakened batting lineup, such is the strength of their bowling attack, every match is going to have to be accompanied by... Uh, borderline career defining innings from an Englishman to get 400 even yeah. though someone's un- even though that was considered unders requires one of these English players to score 100 in India and if you score 100 in India you can literally hang your cap on that for the rest of your life and that way makes me feel appreciate mm. a little bit more mm. where we are in the series or h- how it reinforced how difficult a task England have ahead and kind of maybe uh, returned the kind of returned us to a point of reality yeah, that, that, that's it, isn't it? That when, when Root got his own reverse sweep out second ball, and you know it's going to sound ridiculous for an innings that was worth five from ten balls, but Root looked good. Yeah. You know, he was leaving confidently, defended right at the middle of the bat. Then he, then he, um, then he gets caught at first slip and he's gutted. And and similarly, I thought Pope's last ten balls, he he finally started finding some rhythm, which again goes back to the Boomer piece. And the one thing I missed in the Boomer story, by the way, he missed most of the last year and a half with Shaggers back. I mean, you know, this is um, a guy who we thought may not be able to do what he used to do quite reasonably because when you do your back they, this deep into your career it can often be not terminal but you, you can't it's different when you do your back when you're 22 23 like pat carmen's a good example of this right you, you reach that point the sports scientists talk of when you're 24 25 your back stops moving it settles down and you're fine boomer did it with a three in front of his age so yeah all yeah it just goes to what an extraordinarily freakish bowler that he is um that generational uh, innings that you were referring to there from Pope last week, for about five minutes, you're thinking, well, can Stokes do it again? This is when he's at his best. He clubbed one six over deep mid-wicket, but then he gets that ball from Boomerah, which somehow sneaks through. You, you watch it back on replay. It is a, a hint of reverse, but it reminds me a little bit of the Ryan Harris to Alistair Cook ball from the 2013 Ashes at the Wacker, where it sort of did both things unexpectedly. Yeah. It, it, it started shaping the way you don't think it will and decked the way you don't think it will, which made it so unplayable for Stokes. And you throw in a little tiny bit of variable bounce. I know Stokes might might have gesticulated that it kept low, but it was neither here nor there. It was getting through the gap either way, I'm pretty sure. And that'll be a factor as well. Batting fourth, you can talk up, um, Crawley can talk up, um, they'll chase anything. And, and they're right to do so. I, I come back to that point from before that this has been their game plan to always express... Um, uber positivity about batting fourth anywhere in the world and that's fine but it's going to do like you said before it's going to go north and south eventually on this surface even if it's been pretty good so far yeah I I, I sympathise with Stokes it moved a million miles in 
both left in both directions left and right and stayed lower than expected um <laughs> I think it's getting everyone out in the world, yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, but it did. It, the, the innings seemed primed yeah. for a Stokes kind of um, what's the word? Stokes masterclass. The, the, what I was kind of thinking about this England team is that when they fall behind in matches, it feels like when like a main character gets killed off like too early in a TV series, and you go like, well, that can't be the twist because that can't be the storyline. <laughs> so I'm just going to wait, and the kind of everything will resolve itself. <laughs> and I kind of felt like that today, where England were getting further and further behind. I went. Well, something amazing will happen, and we'll be, and we'll all look stupid. So we'll just wait, and then by the end of the day, I was like, "Oh no, um, India have just dominated a day." Okay, brilliant, one all. I've written them off again, Adam. What are you going? Oh God, it's crazy. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. That's the <laughs> one thing I want to avoid after day two. Uh, I didn't. I fell into that trap last week at Hyderabad. Okay, Cam, let's move to the final word hall of fame. The Final Word Hall of Fame, which recognises the most final word of the day, is brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. The subheading here, Cam, is Fortnite. I'm like 10 years too old to know what that means. It's kind of more your generation. Oh, yeah. I know all the um, England players love their Fortnite. Let's have a crack at this. Kids today and their bloody video games, they're too busy playing on their Playbox or their Sega Tendo to get out on the street and play cricket with bins and cars mm. and taped up tennis balls. Bloody good point, Sham. <laughs> but not all is lost. If you or someone you know spends all day parked on their Chiminda Vast playing Fortnite, then bring them down to Westfield London on the 3rd of February, which is today, anyway, because the best Fortnite player will win the ultimate ultra gaming package thanks to Samsung. If you're the highest scorer on the day, you'll walk away with a giant 54-inch gaming monitor, a set of Galaxy Buds, and the just-released Samsung Galaxy S24. You can find the Ultra Arcade Challenge at Atrium Westfield, London. It's on between 10 a.m. and 9 p.m. We're recording this at midday-ish, uh, so it'll be out in about half an hour. If you hear this, you've got eight hours to get your ass oh down to God. Westfield, London, and along with Westfield, Stratford City. They are more extra, less ordinary, but um, as you say, win a whole bunch of goodies for um, being good at Super Nintendo or, or whatever it is that you play Fortnite on. Cam, uh, your favourite moment of the day, please. Uh, I'm going to give my Hall of Fame moment to Mukesh Kumar. Uh, just as a human, uh, in my, he's just like the Olympic lifeguard of this Indian team. What are you doing here? There is a completely redundant position in the world of sport, being India's <laughs> second seamer to back up a spin attack that's amazing, and you're following mm. in Jasprit, Jasprit Bumrah. I felt really bad for him today. He bowled his first two balls, got like kind of cut past the stumps by Ben Duckett. It could have been a case that he had a wicket with his first ball. It really could have been. Instead, he finished after two overs with figures of like none for 22 or none for 24. He comes back for one over and then uh, they get the, the wicket of Crawley or someone and they go, as soon as they have the opportunity of a, a, like an open end of Joe Root, they go, fucking Mukesh, no chance you're bowling, mate. Get out of here. Get Jasprit back on. <laughs> Just like oh, a waste of life. And bless him, I want him to do really well because I think of all the cricketers on that pitch over these four or five days, I relate to him the most. He's my favourite. I want him to do well. But um, yeah. Put your feet up, mate. Don't worry. Don't come back tomorrow. I think they'll be all right without you. Part of the reason I love that Australia 98 tour of India um, was that both sides ended up using a medium pace at open. India used Sarav Ganguly, famously getting Mark Taylor, the captain, out famously. as the first wicket of a test. I think that was the second test match. And, and well, famous for those who paid attention before you were born. And, uh, and uh, Greg Blewett opening the bowling in that series for Australia at one stage as well. What India needs to have is who's going to be their dinky 115-kilometre-an-hour medium pacer Ooh. who's going to open with Boomer by the end of the series to enable them to play another spinner? That's the one Virat question I'm standing on that front. Maybe you can solve that for me. Um, Virat Kohli, 
yeah, bowls off the wrong foot. Doesn't quite bowl quick enough, I don't think, to even justify oh. that. He bowls like, he bowls about 102 kilometres an hour. So we need someone oh, a yard quicker than Coley who can do who can do a job bowling some meds. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, now, Cam, you're a hustling, bustling freelancer yeah. on, on the beat over there. Um, I insist that by tomorrow, when does play resume? 9.30 a.m. Yep. By 9.30 a.m., you have to find the sad English fan who was broadcast around the world when Stokes was bowled. It was a replica of the sad Pakistani fan from Taunton at the 2019 World Cup. That bloke became a full-on celebrity in Pakistan. He received awards and prizes and photo shoots with the Pakistan team, both in England and in and at home. If you find that guy, um, you can write his story, you can make him a star, and I'm sure one of the newspapers will, will commission you to, to write it. So. Find out what hotel he's staying in. Uh, do your work tonight as a as a journalist, and, you, and you'll you'll get your awards. There's my advice to you. Okay, right. Um, but before having, uh, I, I've seen the image, but before I even have to find him, I'm going to tell you everything about him. He's staying in the Novotel here. He works in finance. He used to do the ten years in London. Now he's down in Devon with his wife and his dog. His kids now are back in London and in Manchester. Uh, they both went to Exeter and Bristol University. Sold. Like I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, that's everything. That's very very good. There was some, there was some funny commentary at one point, but you know what? It's not important. I've got a football game to go to. Uh, you've got a, a dinner to uh, to locate and work to, to do eat, as well. Yeah. This has been the Final Word Daily. Uh, thanks to Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City, India. Uh, well in the ascendancy, thanks to a worldly 6 for 45 from Jasbit Bumrah. Uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye. Sorry if I ran out to empty broke this, so you know what I meant. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself.